0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Swedenborg and Life Live. Today we're going to be talking about the inner and the outer self, and my name is Curtis Childs. I'm your host. I'll be taking you through it, and with me is Swedenborg scholar Dr. Jonathan Rose, series editor of the New Century edition of The Logical Works of Emmanuel. Swedenborg, we're going to do a lot of stuff. Oh, hey, thanks for coming here. Hey, so fun. I just wanted to let you get a word in there because we're about to launch in the table of contents. Yeah, that's right. Which is a big deal every time we do it. It's the same as last time, but here it is. We're going to start out with an icebreaker, which is an activity in which we try to get ourselves loose. Then we're going to have the weekly Swedenborg keywords. Mm. We're going to go on a road trip into the spiritual world. If this is your first time watching, yeah, we're really going to do all this stuff. We're going to have a live Q&A with you, the audience. We're going to have a guest story where we see an interview we took with a member of the audience. Then we're going to look at the results from our activity number one. And this is all gonna make sense as we jump into those activities. Do you, I'm talking a lot here, do you wanna say anything before I launch us into the first section?
1: It's just a blessing to be with everybody. I agree. I I love the show.
0: That's better than I ever could have said it. Here we go, it's time for the icebreaker. Because, we're right now in that awkward phase where we're seated at a table together, everyone on, in the camera is seated out there, and we don't really know each other, and we don't really have anything to talk about, so let's force feed us a topic okay, of conversation that also go. gets us thinking in the mindset. That's
1: good. A good host has, has a question ready, right? And
0: the, our question is this. If you were to create a motto that encapsulates the new church perspective, what would it be? And I think before we even answer that question, what are we talking about when we say, quote, new church, unquote?
1: Mm, To me, that's not particularly about any specific organization, but Swedenborg talks about this whole new religious era that's going to be very spiritual that's coming and so you know what encapsulates that the essence of that
0: some i think people will use that sometimes as a shorthand for swedenborg's message that's right the new church is what you call like all swedenborg stuff together use it as
1: an adjective yeah that's right the new church perspective
0: what we're asking is what's it all about if we have this channel we got 300 million videos on it what's it all about i'll go first my motto would actually have two models i'll give you i'll give you on both wow okay first it would be Everything is better than you think it is. Oh. That's what Swedenborg's explanation of reality has meant to me. Both that. Life is better than you think it is, that everything that seems like it's random and miserable and going nowhere yeah. is actually part of this big divine plan, the way that we, mm. what we're destined to be, the way that we're structured, all that stuff is way better than you think. Even stuff like, you know, you get the the Bible and Swedenborg's explanation of the spiritual meaning of that, the external sense of the story, the letter of the story can be something that's grim and confusing. Yeah, that's right
1: yeah and disgusting Even or horrifying sometimes yes. yeah that's right that's but right. yet
0: the end int- what what it really means the metaphor in there is actually something that's beautiful it's better than you think yeah it's better like than, but also most importantly our own minds that the things that come in there and it feels like mm. wow i'm just in the middle of these facts and these perceptions about reality that are just painting this horrid picture of what life is right. actually swedenborg's explanation of where that all comes from and what it's all for just like an amazingly free situation is way
1: better thing. than we think yeah, yeah yeah that's
0: right yeah so that's my first that's one right. the second one really briefly is you could say like okay the motto is i got all this meaning god's got all this i need you to do this for me and ah, every, it seems like everything like that. that we worry about like am i gonna be empowered am i gonna you know find my true calling am i gonna find a mate all this stuff that we think that's the the big tension in life According to Swedenborg, no, all that is going to be taken care of in Providence. What we got to do is choose to learn to love what's good. Yeah. So those are, if I had to, but what nah, do you think? How that's would you good. summarize that? Well, the I whole like thing?
1: that. Maybe I would build on your first one there to say it, not only is it better than we think right now, but it's going to be even better than we can imagine Yeah. in the future. That's a good point. Which is interesting. I'm fascinated that uh, so many futuristic movies um you know, tv shows uh everything's sort of discolored it's yeah. dark green or it's sort of blue there's no red anymore yeah. in the future or something yeah. you know and they're all sort of dystopian vision you know, so many things are dystopian yeah. visions and yet what Swedenborg says uh, working from prophecies in the bible is it's going to be more beautiful yeah. uh in the future the love is only going to increase uh, the evil's going to diminish and all that so Uh, I think adding to your your one about it's better than you think now, and it's going to be better than we can imagine in the future.
0: That's awesome. It got me thinking just now, how many shows in does it take before we get lazy? And it was the third one, because I forgot to tell the people, as we were answering, you guys are supposed to be answering this question as well. Oh, here we go. Hello. (laughs) There's something you need to do. Yeah, in the chat. I mean, I forgot. I'm like, (laughs) oh, they already know. If you're watching, that's our answers to this question. I really like yours, by the way. Oh, thank you. What do you guys think? What is the Swedenborg message if you are going to condense it down? What is the motto? What would be your motto? Just enter it in the chat right now. We'll be pulling them all together. And then at the end, when we have our ice melt, we'll... Oh, we'll, that's we, what the ice melter is. We're going to we're hear bring you. that all together. Yeah,
1: that's great. We want to that's know
0: great. what you all think, um, because that helps reflect back to us what is valuable about the Swedenborg message. That's right. Thing, you know?
1: One of my favorite things about all this is just finding out what people love, what they connect with. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's right. About so, these- Please these do. thoughts please do and sorry about that do you have anything else you want to add before we, we wind down mm-hmm. our mottos
1: no that's it man. okay that's well good.
0: good well then oh, looking forward to hearing from all of you now that we're warmed up the ice is melted or the ice is broken it's broken um, yeah. <laughs> it's not quite I melted i saw that yet. thing
1: it, it did chop it
0: uh, yes now we're there let's get down to the our most popular section i don't know if it actually is. the swedenborg <laughs> keywords now every time we do this section i try to judge. i don't know if it's just because the word keyword is not that hip yeah. or it just sounds like right. nah, don't you now we're going to eat our vegetables but this is this is no vegetables well it is vegetables and the vegetables are super important they're to staying so alive they're so good yeah. and and and, and right. the more the older you get the more you realize these are awesome um we want to teach you keywords, and I've tried to the last couple of times say why it's important to learn these terms in Swedenborg, but here we're going to have a little presentation from Dr. Jonathan Rose on just why we're focusing on certain very specific part words in Swedenborg. Yeah, there's some kind of cool statistics about it that Swedenborg
1: has actually, a lot of people think he's repetitious, and he is. That definitely is true, but he and actually definitely also- is true. It is definitely also <laughs> true. That's right. And, true. But he's also got a, a large vocabulary. He's a very learned person. And and so you've got a whole lot of words that he uses in his works only one or two or three times. Okay. You know, on a percentage basis, like 23% of the words that he uses only occur once. Uh, but you get this small, so there's a long tail, but you get this you small group. It, yeah. If you were to graph it, there's like less than 1%. Gets used over a thousand times. There are just sixty words that occur over ten thousand times, and there are four that occur more than a hundred thousand times. He wrote them more than in his, his times. published theological works. So, and a lot of those are like prepositions or and or things like that. Mm. So the actual content words, like we did goodness and truth before we did will and understanding. Yeah. Those are like in the sixty. Yeah. they're they're in that t- so if you can master those keywords or at least get some idea of what's going on with them yeah you've got a key to a lot of what he says because he does keep going back to those again and again and
0: again that's, that's awesome. And if you get those words wrong, if you think he means something different than he really does, oh, you misunderstand you got the whole a pretty
1: thing. big distortion because, yeah, so, yeah
0: no, that's right. So th- thanks for doing the, the underlying research in there as well. It's all to for this public safety stuff that, that we're doing here. That's right. So the, our keywords for today, now that we're hyped up about them, are the following. The inner self and the outer self. Curtis!
1: These were my favorites in 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 last week's question. Like what you, you know, oh, yeah? what do you really like? Or was it the week before when we did our favorite concept? You oh. know, inner and outer self was that like was my two favorite. Weeks two weeks ago, that was my favorite concept. Look at
0: this man, you, you, uh, Look at this that. is like it's all it's all what, is it good karma. It's all cycling yeah, it's coming back full circle. You. <laughs> Let's learn. No more joking. Let's learn what okay. the inner self and outer self are, and we're going to do that through. Because this is the danger: you think inner self, great, whether well, that means like your internal organs and stuff, or like your who you are, and outer self is the, your thoughts or something like that. Your, and, yeah, the facade you put on for people. Then,
1: uh, outer self is like how you look or something like that. Yeah,
0: right? but it's more than that. So let's get oh. Swedenborg's specific definition, mm. so we know exactly what he's talking about. This is going right. to begin in New Jerusalem, number thirty-six. Mm. He says, we are created in such a way that we are in the spiritual world and the earthly world at one and the same time.
1: Oh, now that's wild because you're not saying that we live in the earthly world and then we go to the spiritual world, but we're actually created in such a way to kind of coexist in both at the same time in some, however conscious that is or something, right? Like,
0: am I spiritual or not? Yes. Yes. By definition, yes. A part of you are of both of those things. I've got one foot in both worlds. Mm. And since that is how we are created... We are given an inner nature that allows us to be in the spiritual world and an outer nature that allows us to be in the earthly world.
1: The allows is interesting, isn't it it just it it makes it possible
0: yeah right it it can it can breathe that atmosphere, yeah, well our put. inner nature is what we refer to as the inner self, and our outer nature is what we refer to as the outer self
1: ah, the inner nature and the outer nature, okay.
0: It's important to note there what we can pick up from that is that it's not just the outer self is the physical body. You could think, well, oh, the outer self is the body, the inner self is the mind or the spirit, but the outer self is actually part of our mind.
1: Yes, right. There's actually multiple levels to the mind. Yes, yeah. So it's, that's a, right. it's
0: you could call it like our earthly consciousness. It's sort of the lower. The lower aspects of our personality, the, the coarser, grosser, more simple things. But then the inner self is something higher.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: it's deeper. Yeah. Right, right. And Swedenborg talks about different kinds of inner selves that we can have. And I'll, I'll read you another one from New Jerusalem. This is 37. Oh, okay. I wonder which kind I have. Yeah, he, he. Well, by the end of the show, you'll all be able to tell. Yeah, okay, good. For good people, their inner level, and he, Swedenborg always breaks it down into good and evil people. He's illustrating points: we're all a mix while we're in this world, but to, to show you the nature of what it is, he'll neatly just. Sort That's people. right. He, yes, right, right. And he
1: actually admits occasionally, "Oh yeah, we're all a mixture while we're here yeah. in this world, you know." But but, but still, uh, for philosophical purposes, it's important to make these yes. distinctions.
0: Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And you can figure out where we where you are on the spectrum. For good people, their inner level is in heaven and it's light while their outer level is in the world and it's light
1: further for- yeah and i get, i don't think he's just talking about like physical light like i think he's oh, talking right. about the light of how you think Right, the sort of things that you yes. notice or pay attention to, that kind of thing, I think.
0: Yeah, he's using it in, in its correspondential right. sense there, right? So the, let's think of light as ability to understand. Right. Further, for good people, this latter light is brightened by heaven's light. Mm. So their inner and outer levels act in unison like an efficient cause and its effect. Oh, that implies that it's
1: possible to have an inner and outer level that are not acting in unison.
0: Let's see what that looks right. like, right? Mm. Cuz he goes on here for evil people though, their inner level is in this world and in its light. The inner level.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. So
0: we've like shifted down or something. Oh, right? yeah, yes, yes, right. Exactly. So the inner level which should be in heaven's light is in this world and right. its light. And the same holds true for their outer level as well.
1: Oh, they're both in the same light. Yeah. So the inner is not really as inner anymore or, or something.
0: That's right. And uh, we're going to be, you know, spoiler alert, we're going to be using some plant metaphors. You could think about it Have if, if your roots and your leaves are in the soil, you got a problem. you got a problem. Right, right, right. This well means put. that they can, I uh, thank you. Let's see how many times you can say well put to me. today. <laughs> this means they cannot see anything in heaven's light, only in this world's light. And I think what that means is like from a heavenly
1: perspective right you. Yep. you know sort of heaven's take like you were saying before what is heaven's take on what a human being is or how they mm-hmm. develop over time yeah. as opposed to sort of a worldly perspective as you were saying of like oh well, it's important just to hit these certain benchmarks and in yeah. the progress of your career or, or, or you know what like that's yeah. fine you know that's great but but uh there's more to people than that
0: yeah right you have this moment of you know, oh, I see, I see this from a higher perspective. But if you don't have that inner self, you're not getting those
1: moments. Right, right. And just like some people, I think, really feel defined by their wealth or they feel lost. Yeah, I mean, you remember back in the um, in the great not that either of us remember it, but the Great Depression, there were people who threw themselves out of windows, you know, when they're when their bank account, you know, when they were ruined. Yeah, Uh, like that seems like pretty attached to your wealth got it you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. So, rather you
0: know. than hey guess what there's something else going on here right um we can see from this that good people have an inner self and an outer self while in effect evil people have no inner self only an outer one oh interesting in effect in these little brackets everybody's got it but it's it's how it's deployed it, it they're both on this superficial level you might as mm. well not even have yeah it would
1: one. be sort of like you had two levels in a house and you had a camera on the upstairs and the camera on the downstairs but instead you just sort of rerouted the feed from the upstairs camera to just give you another picture of the downstairs or something you know that's right like like so in effect you only have a downstairs camera because you're not really using the upstairs camera for what it's supposed to be that's good that's a good metaphor okay
0: this so that would be what we would call a closed inner self or what Swedenborg would refer to as a oh right right that's right and it sounds weird but Swedenborg would actually say that in the afterlife people can have this sort of closed inner self. You'd think that once you die, you you everybody acknowledges, oh, there's more to everybody's life. Get,
1: everybody's going to be spiritual. Yeah. Everybody's going to be sort of in this transcendent state or something like that. Yeah. But yes, he actually says that there's a whole, even, even in heaven, there's a whole level of heaven that he calls the earthly level kind of thing. Yeah. You know, even in heaven, you can have a pretty external perspective or
0: something yeah and you can uh, you can be in the afterlife and deny that there is an afterlife that he would run into those people pretty frequently yeah
1: yeah right a lot
0: so let's Mm. so this is this is a quote that that deals with this um how this perspective sticks this is new jerusalem Mm. 43 we're really hitting new jerusalem that's right, which we makes are. sense because you guys can download this for free from Swedenborg Foundation. This is a pretty good summary of, this of is the new church, recent translation you know? from yeah.
1: the NCE, and it's just awesome.
0: The, yes, exactly. The excellent work of Jonathan and his team. The more we derive our thoughts and intentions from heaven, the more our inner spiritual self opens and takes shape. Oh, opening!
1: So that's interesting. I remember Swedenborg saying somewhere that at birth our inner self is neither closed nor open, whatever that okay. means. It's sort of, it's it, it exists as a potential or something, yep. but then it's possible to either open it and then something happens, or you close it and something happens okay. by decisions that, that we make over the course of our lives. Fascinating.
0: All right, let's, hmm. let's read on. In direct contrast, the more we derive our thoughts and intentions not from heaven but from the world, again, the world not just being like from... China and from right <laughs> France, Italy, so. yeah, right, yeah. Right. Uh, This is this would mean like from a lower level of thinking, like from s- from
1: world, like the most important things are yes wealth and status and you know physical good exactly. looks or, or you know, things like that. Worldly, worldly yeah. Right.
0: The more our inner spiritual self closes and our outer self opens, so different configuration. The mm. inner and outer levels we have been dealing with are the inner and outer levels of our spirit.
1: Oh, there it is. There it is right
0: there, right? Our bodies are... Inner
1: and outer levels of our spirit. So, yeah, we're not even talking about the body here. There's two different levels of the spirit. Our bodies
0: are nothing but a shell in which these inner and outer levels reside. So we're just talking about the mind.
1: He says, Okay, so that's three levels. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Bear in mind that after it is released from the body, our spirit keeps right on thinking and intending and speaking and acting
1: oh and thinking and intending being internal and speaking and acting being external in some sense right 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 we keep right on doing those things a lot of people as you just said die and don't even realize it's happened yeah uh, because it's so much the same you think something you say something you you do something yeah spiritually that's the same
0: that spiritual body is kind of this manifestation of the outer self that's right okay so it's thinking and intending constitute the inner level of our spirit while it's speaking and acting constitute its outer level. Oh, I oh that's said it. What he said. okay. That's there you go. So that, that's very moment. so let's this is this is cool. But let's let's see if we can does this kind of thing happen anywhere in nature because Swedenborg says that concepts echo throughout all these different layers of reality. So mm. if we're seeing this in human beings, we should we're, we're all part of one life. So we should be seeing it elsewhere. And we're gonna look at it as it occurs in sprouts all right. right now we've been running i don't know if you noticed in the kitchen here but we've been running this experiment <laughs> i wondered what that yeah was with, the... with seeds thought that was maybe somebody's lunch. where these are just sprouted alfalfa seeds and you can see wow, in these are pretty good yeah they are aren't they and that macro ph- photography makes everything look really good they're really awesome yeah <laughs> but, that's right <laughs> but in here there is a picture it could even be a correspondence which would mean a, a direct um representation of this inner and outer self thing because we've got, let's say, the the body, uh, you know, like like a shell, as okay. as we're living here,
1: right? So those husks, the brown the husks. Yeah, there, I right, mean, let's go with that. Would would be like the body, but then there's something inside that, and there's both the potential for a root, which I think are the white things there, right? Yes that that root goes down. And then the other things that look sort of ye- lemon yellow, like over on the left there, yeah. are the leaves starting to want Future to happen. Leaves. They haven't yeah. seen the light yet, but they're trying to go up and, and reach that. But when this passage we just read said, the more we derive our thoughts and intentions from heaven, the more our inner spiritual self opens and takes shape, you could substitute in there as physical light, right? The yes. more that light shines on these sprouts, the more they open and
0: and yeah. take shape. It's just like we can be, we can just be like this husk out here in the world. We're living, it, and little do we know there's this whole thing growing out of us, right? It's right. just like we're in our outer, we're in this the body here and a lot in the outer self, but our inner spiritual self is, like we said in the very beginning, hmm. growing at the same time. We are spiritual and physical. At the same time, and right, there's this direct correspondence with light that these plants develop in a certain way. They start to get the the chlorophyll that leads to that allows them to photosynthesize, which changes them green because of the presence of light. But you can sprout plants without light, just like just like you can have a person who doesn't access heaven's light. So we have some that we're keeping under. In this green container here. Oh, that's just it, them looking and through light. the container, and, and have you, you ever have just seen those? In there? They have like those mung bean sprouts. That are really long and really right. white because they're right. looking they're really, for light.
1: They're desperate for the light. Yeah, but they don't get
0: it. Yeah, but you don't develop in that in that same way without the presence of the light. You don't get that green color. You're not mm. able to become a full plant that matures and reproduces and does everything like that.
1: So what it's making me think about is that if we were the sprouts and we're sort of get rooted, but our consciousness is mostly under the ground so yes. to speak there's a level above and but what's different than a sprout about us is that apparently according to what Sweden was saying we have some choice right about whether we open to that light and start to grow up mm-hmm. into that or we just kind of want to be worldly in which case it's like everything's underground and it never really yeah develops to its potential we don't yeah, right. Grow leaves, or you know, you would you wouldn't grow leaves if you were just entirely under the ground.
0: You don't get access to that light, so yeah, you don't develop as you should. Now that's not to say that um, if we don't develop early and perfectly, we can mm. never develop. No, that's right. You could still, I, unless I'm and I'm no botanist, but I believe if you took that lid off of our control group there. Uh, they would start to turn green. They would start to grow towards the light source when it showed up.
1: You, you could probably almost hear them singing when you took the lid That's off. That's right. Yeah.
0: No plants. I guess some plants were harmed in the making. Of, is it harm? Do, do, I don't know. <laughs> I don't this know. is another conversation. But if, if we're bad for doing that, then then the whole mung bean industry is in trouble. <laughs> yes, <'cause> right. <laughs> I think it's mung beans. Anyway, do, but do you guys see the point we're trying to make? Is that there is an image of this same kind of the... There's a pattern in which something is meant to grow, but without a key element, which in this case is light, it's not going to grow. It's not going to develop like it should. And if we deprive ourselves of this light from heaven, we know by only focusing on superficial earthly things, mm. then we, de- our inner self, doesn't get the chance to grow. It's still there, but it's not deployed like it was destined to be. Deployed. And
1: that's the key, I think, in what you just said. It's if every waking moment of your day. You're thinking about that, you know, they're perfectly fine things to think about getting ahead in this world, getting financial situation in order, making it to this promotion yeah. or that other thing. They're, they're fine. But if that's 100% of your attention and there's nothing on no attention to this higher level, you know, those leaves, are it's not growing to its, yeah. its potential. And there's even the risk. That it's possible that if we get so attached to that, even after we die, we're still on that. We're still under the ground, in effect.
0: Right. Because we don't have any taste for yeah for the we, we stuff. never developed that love for the light. Yeah. So we've got so that's the importance of developing not just our outer self. You got to develop both, not just the outer self though, but the inner self as well. And we're yes. going to now we're going to see this principle in action in Ooh. the spiritual world because we're going to see a story from Swedenborg's travels that that shows in very obviously and very powerfully the distinction between the outer and the inner and we're going to do that in our next section spiritual world road trip as always this is not recess we're learning things (laughs) in this one as well Uh, and we're gonna do so through a story that that is fascinating in its own right, but also is this key to, this is a group of people that are wondering the same thing that we are wondering, like, what's the difference between the outer and the inner?
1: Yeah, and and I think you'd mentioned before in another, the previous week, that uh, so often when Swedenborg expresses his spiritual experiences, there's some lesson, and it's cool, and it shows you how things work, but there's also some lesson in it.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what. It's just like if you're if you're teaching a class physics, uh, and I don't know what kind of experiments they do, but let's say you well, did that well, volcano. Well, one is you, right? you have this thing where you yeah. yeah, right,
1: or you have where you have a, a spinning cart and you're bouncing the basketball, yeah. you know, and so two people can sort of coherently bounce a basketball to each yes. other even though they're spinning around.
0: So that that's like okay, we've told you now we're showing you, and so this is that spinning basketball cart right. right now, and it's the story of the what the eight or the nine. Wives. nine
1: yeah, yeah the nine okay Ooh, so this, this is weird this is from, that's what this beautiful graphic is supposed to represent that's right yeah that's, that's right.
0: right this is from spiritual experiences four six eight eight i'm going to read this to you jonathan i'd love All to right. hear your thoughts Good. and break it down because there's a little bit of confusing it's a little bit like wait, wait, wait who's doing what what's going on when
1: you know and it's important to say that this is from swedenborg's diary right yeah so these were just notes to himself so he didn't when he's publishing He'll carefully do a beginning and fr- have a heading yes. and frame the whole thing. But in a story like this, he'll, he just wants to remember the experience. Yes. So it's almost in shorthand, and you have to Amen. kind of dig a little bit into it to figure out what's going Can on.
0: Can you imagine the horror of, of learning that people were going to broadcast your notes? Like, <laughs> yes, but <right>. you shouldn't <laughs> right. have learned such interesting stuff, Swedenborg, that's on you. Yeah, that's right. I know. This, okay, so here it begins. About, he titles it, About Those in Heaven... The more inward, or good, there is with people, the better and more beautiful they are.
1: Uh Aha. So that's what it's
0: about. Here we go. There was a group of those who did not understand that there is an inward goodness that is better and more beautiful than outward goodness.
1: Okay, very interesting. So, yeah, and so people generally think, oh, outward goodness would be... You know, beauty or charm or b- yeah. various different kind of outward characteristics like that. Right? Yeah. So, and so this group of people didn't understand that.
0: No, they, they don't understand that there's there's an inward goodness there. They imagine that outward qualities are all there are. Wow. So they don't even know right. there is like an inner and outer or what that would even mean. So right. they would have like skipped through the beginning of our mm. show here. A wife was seen by her husband.
1: Okay. And, and I gather from this story that yeah. I think she, he doesn't say it. Yeah. But I think she must have passed away before he did. Right. And I think he's recently arrived. And I think he's part of this group that didn't understand about inward goodness. He yes. was sort of a superficial person, as you know, many of us are.
0: That's right. Or at least a person who's getting educated. Yeah. There, okay. So a wife was seen by her husband. There were several who assumed her appearance in such a way as to feign being her. They were evil. Oh, weird! So it's like as if they could and that's what this image is supposed to that's
1: represent, right. right that you had all these people who could look the same like doppelgangers, yes, of yeah, clones sort of thing, like all of a sudden there's nine of his yeah. wife there which yes, is very, very
0: freaky. there were eight of them, and among them was his wife as well mm. He was asked whether he recognized which one was his wife, so here what we're, we're bringing you're being you wondering about this, okay, here we go. Can you pick your wife out of this lineup?
1: (laughs) <laughs> it's a it's a question that may put fear into the heart of some husbands because <laughs> you sort of went, wow, I hope I would know. Yeah. Like I thought it was hard to one. remember
0: the anniversary date. Yeah, this, right. right. This is a really tough.
1: And they've kind of stacked the deck because all these all these evil people who yeah. are able to sort of Photoshop her face onto their own or yeah. something, however right. it works, and they all look like her.
0: So it's, it's basically a, a lose-lose proposition. Let's like, see. Maybe he picks the right one. Maybe maybe he knows by something and
1: and it again it wouldn't happen just to torment the poor guy but he and these other people need to learn something about these levels that we're talking about tonight inner and outer and And this is
0: not standard practice for people reuniting if they are indeed reuniting right normally uh you have um you know joyful reunion you recognize oh yes yeah everything's for you somehow this group needs to be shown by living example this is what's up so it's all good in the end yeah because they were oh so he was asked whether he recognized which one was his wife because they were quite alike in outer appearance he did not know then
1: oh so he he honestly just couldn't there's nine of them and he can't tell
0: he said one was his wife uh this one who wasn't oh Take then eh. their did outer. Do you
1: think a buzzer went or anything?
0: I yeah I don't know how they do it there, but it's either a buzzer or some kind of harp or something. Yeah. Then their outer appearances were taken from them.
1: How does that work? And they
0: now looked like images of devils, except the wife who was an angel of heaven. Oh look, she's
1: an angel of heaven. Oh wow. So okay, so he saw the first round where he can't even tell which one is his wife. Yeah. And then it so happened, which is a nice happenstance, right. that his wife happens to be an angel, yeah. and these other eight are devils, and yeah. so all of a sudden they're looking kind of monstrous or something, right. and she all of a sudden looks very different, I and think, right? And what
0: changes? Why before did they all look the same? Why do they look different now? That's where we, hmm. that's where we go next. Okay. Then he shuddered at them and went to his wife. So once... Uh, So once this distinction was made, it was obvious. Oh, this is where I want to go. He totally recognized her. Following this, her outer form, which the eight evil women had put on for themselves by their magical tricks, was taken away from the wife, and the wife then appeared in a dazzling form as an angel, and he was amazed. Unpack that. Hang on a second. So
1: it seems like even the sort of external similarity that they had photoshopped onto themselves was taken away from her and now you see even more of her inner beauty. Now, people yes. talk in this world sometimes about inner beauty or right. things like that. But this seems like it was just stunning to him that she appeared in this dazzling form as an angel. He was amazed. like, yeah. And I think he was one of these people who didn't understand there's an inward goodness yeah. that is it holds even more beauty in it yeah. than anything about the outward form. Yes. So it sounds like they were all outwardly beautiful. But all of <laughs> right. a sudden, wow, he's seeing something completely different. He's, then what happens?
0: Well, we're seeing the interplay of the inner and outer self here mm. because um, you're you're seeing... Uh, at first, you're just seeing the the wife's outer appearance and how people who are not even good can mimic that same outer appearance, but then you're seeing their inner appearance, which shows that they're evil, mm-hmm. and then her outer appearance is taken away to show she's even more good than her outer appearance showed. So mm. you're just seeing these kind of levels thrown, a lot of right. inner and outer showing up. Right. Okay, then he was astonished, and he himself realized, because his sight had been open to that, oh, eventually, oh, oh uh, so he was amazed, right? Eventually, also, this form was taken away, like that inner form. Then he was astonished, and he himself realized, because his sight had been opened to that extent, that she was in a different state, namely that she had heavenly love with which she affected him.
1: And partly what this makes me think is that when even that form, even the dazzling angel form, was taken away... It's like he's suddenly seeing her as a being of love, like that's yeah. actually what she is, yeah, and she's radiating this love and it's and he can he can feel it that's I, right I mean, you know. That's right.
0: So it, she's in a different state. Hmm. So, so it was that he felt what he had not felt before, namely heaven in regards to love, which was a love toward all who are good. Seems like this
1: guy just he just hadn't felt that before. Yeah. Like this amazing love for people of all different kinds who
0: who are good. And so it's they, not just yeah. a love between the
1: between the two
0: married partners. So he's getting something out of it. In this way he grasped that there are inward things which are from the lord with those who are good and consequently by degrees more perfect ones and that with the evil there are inward things that are more deformed and foul so the point wow. is it's all doing something that whole exercise was to get him here you go now you grasp this thing now we can take our next step toward heaven
1: wow so there's four levels isn't there there's like how they all looked at the beginning yeah and then the evil went down a notch yeah right and then she went up a notch to this amazing angel form. Yeah. And then when she she went up another notch, yeah. which is indescribable, it's, not, yeah. it's just he just starts using words like love, yes. you know, radiating out or something. And it like went
0: that. from where, where, an appearance to um, a feeling and a, and a motivation. Like the whole human race, let's help the whole human race. Like suddenly you could express this person's right. appearance in terms of love.
1: And I think what he's getting, like, people can pay a lot of attention to just physical looks. Yeah. But what he's getting at some point there is that love is the most beautiful thing. Yeah. Ever. You know, love is just transcendently beautiful. So yeah. if you care about that, go for that inward thing. Yeah. Right? Don't you yeah. think that's kind of the lesson there? That's not the a bad, Beauty tips. Again, we're doing beauty tips. That's all.
0: That's it's what sells. That's not a bad point to end on. Uh, we want to know what do you think? What do you think about this? What do you think about inner and outer self? Everything we've talked to up to now, because right now, get your questions into the chat room. We're going into our live chat Here QA. We go. Okay. Let's see what's on your mind, and that will change what's on our minds because we'll be reading what's on yours, and we'll all improve from it. So this is going to be our first question of the night, and it comes to us via Mary. Did Emanuel Swedenborg ever discuss anything from the apocalypse? Oh, that's cool. Well, I don't even... What's You're talking about Apocalypse, Arachnid, what's Apocrypha?
1: (laughs) Apocrypha is neither the Apocalypse nor an Arachnid, but they're good guesses. The (laughs) Apocrypha... Uh, there, there was a, a a Catholic Bible, and it's all gets complicated in the Septuagint and the you know transmission of text and everything. But the Catholic Bible had more books in it than the Protestant Bible uh-huh. has, I should say. Yeah, I mean it still does. Yeah. And so when the Protestants determined what was in their canon, they decided that the Catholic books that were not they didn't have the same provenance in terms of the texts, mm. weren't as, you know, sort of ancient or uh, reliable as texts. Uh, they called them the Apocrypha. So Maccabees and Tobit and okay. Judith and other other books uh, were considered Apocrypha. In Swedenborg's day, they still included the Apocrypha in Protestant yeah. Latin Bibles, um, but they were regarded as
0: sort of second tier or something like Did that. Did you say Judith? Yes, she's a woman yes uh, there was a there was a display at a christmas store where it had like mary joseph uh baby lord in the manger and these were all big figures that you could buy and there was one named judith ah. and she was actually the most expensive one but i was like who's judith like what <laughs> right. is that the same judith
1: i don't even know i don't even
0: know because that would sort out so much in my life yes okay. yes right, right. good <laughs> and <laughs> so did sweden yes, ever discuss back, anything back the from task. the
1: apocrypha He does occasionally, like he mentions the archangel Raphael. Yes. And he doesn't really believe in archangels in the same way that other people do. I mean, it's just angels are just people. Those are
0: categories. You know,
1: who've passed on to the other world and so on. But he does mention Raphael, who does not come up. In the Protestant Bible, Interesting. he's only in the Apocrypha, oh. you know, and so he, he mentions him. And occasionally there are, you know, people who have studied this more than I have have, have told me that there are illusions. You know, he has allusions because it was part of the same Bible that he was reading. He, he yeah. had that Bible and, uh, you know, so he was he was aware of all that. And people back then would read the Bible like a lot. You know, yeah. they they'd really read a lot. So he surely was exposed to all that there're also ideas that i believe that are in the apocrypha like the i think the apocrypha has certain information about the harrowing of hell and things you okay. know christian concepts and right. things like that wait, that wait. occasionally he alludes to so there's a, there's a little bit but he doesn't ever kind of do his full Quote. exegesis yeah. you know get down tell you what every right. word means and this kind of thing i got gotcha. you
0: yeah well i was always wondering like when am I really going to be glad that Jonathan Rose was here? <laughs> this was it, man. I would have just been like, did yes, he? no. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. So thanks, Mary, and thanks, Jonathan. Good question. Let's do the next one. This is from Amber. Does Swedenborg mention the concept that we each have spirit guides? Could our inner self be guided by our ancestors? I love the idea of spiritual heredity and its spirals. Mm
1: that's awesome
0: yes i mean my first impulse is to say yes he never uses the term spirit guide. he does not use a term but no, that wasn't right. that wasn't a term in his day
1: no that's been i think that's more recent you know i, I think that's yes. the last 100 years but, or so, something but,
0: i mean you could interchange the way swedenborg describes angels as well how people now use the term spirit guides but i'm interested about this the ancestors thing
1: right and he says associate spirits i think is one of the phrases sure, right yeah that there are there's general there's angels and evil spirits but there are some that seem like they're kind of assigned to us yeah. they're particularly connected with us two two angels and and two evil spirits he says in some passages and, and different things in different ones um i don't th- he never comments on uh whether they are our ancestors yeah uh as far as I know. But to me, it makes so much sense that at least some of them would be because presumably they have some of the same issues. Wouldn't, wouldn't the Lord just use that to get the extra benefit of like, Okay, as you're working through your yeah. you know, your car theft issue or, or whatever it is that you're working on. Can you not say that on air, please? Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Then, you know, there where you got that from, or ch- yeah. chariots or yeah. horse theft or whatever it was yeah. back then. Sorry, I'm being silly here, but no, that's right. with very serious stuff. But uh why wouldn't they be working on their issues at the same time as yeah. you're going through yours? You know, it just kinda makes sense that they would be with you because you know the whole family line yeah. is, is trying to that's right you know improve and, and get better and I do uh, like Amber love the idea of spiritual heredity and and yeah. the spiral you know that you come around I think something that's got to be fascinating about going to the spiritual world would be to meet these people back in the family tree and just yeah. see where some of our traits come from you know yeah what was this what was that
0: there is some precedent for it being ancestors he talks about um communities in heaven that came from the the ancient most ancient church still living household by household like everybody's there eventually whole
1: family's practically entirely intact and things like that yeah like they were in the world
0: and he says that that's right while we're in the world our spirit ends up getting to the community where we're going to dwell so at some point you had people with their ancestors there if, if they all ended up in the same heavenly community so i think yeah, yeah plus every single like near-death experience or whatever it's always your relatives that are greeting you so i would imagine that's true that's true it, it, isn't
1: dad. that the truth yeah and and he sees his dad Just- he sees his mother and his stepmother and his yeah. brother and yeah absolutely that's part of it the most important thing Uh, in a way to swedenborg is whether you have a spiritual affinity whether you're spiritually related to somebody so he says when you really connect with people who are spiritually related to you you feel like you've known them since childhood they're like you know best best friends like instant best friends kind of thing yep yep and so i think that's part of who you're connecting with but surely some of those are people who just Share, you know, there are family characteristics. He talks about that a lot. Yeah. That there are characteristics that differentiate one family from another and all that.
0: Absolutely.
2: All right. Thanks so much, Amber.
0: Let's let's do one more here before we get to the end of this section. This is Bridget L.M. What is the best way to discover inner self-purpose of why you're here as you are changing spiritually? Hmm. Mm. So how we got all this stuff we're telling about the inner and the outer self. How what are you supposed to do? And what's the way to discover? How do you get your little sprout to grow?
1: Yeah, and I don't know. This is kind of a radical thought. Hey, radical comes from the Latin word meaning root.
0: You gotta be kidding me. Uh, uh, anyway, awesome. the
1: um, <laughs> I think to some extent it's influenced by our choices. You know. Mm. I I don't know that it's just that sort of God had some purpose and then you just have to either find it or you don't find it. Uh, to some extent, you know, I think we're able to, you know, why why are you doing this this show? It, it how much of it came flowed into you and how much of it came from inside you that you just oh I are, I just want to do something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we I think don't it's, architect that. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think there's some things that that. um and so it's there's a whole range of options, I think, of different kinds of loves or different kinds of thoughts. And there's, there's potential there. Yeah. But I think to a some extent, it's, it's things that we actually choose, that we're just drawn to. Like, oh, I just love this and I just love that. and Yeah. Um, you know?
0: Yes, absolutely. And it seems like there's this interplay between us having nothing to do with it and everything to do with it. Like Swedenborg at one point says that human prudence is like a couple of specks in the air. Yes, Compared to the atmosphere that that we can't possibly know all the factors that are going into what each moment how each moment affects our eternal future, that that the the things that God is trying to piece together deep in our minds and spirits and inner self to make us this happy, productive, eternal angel, we don't know the first thing about how to mess with those. It's not like whether I learn how to play guitar or not, you know? Right. But on the other hand, um, it does certainly seem like if we, as we were just saying earlier in this show, if we don't uh, open up to love and to heaven, we can stunt the whole thing from happening. So it's sort of like yeah. an opt-in thing. It goes back to my motto in the beginning. Um, I got all this stuff. I need you to work on this. That, that's what I feel like God says. And the thing we got to work on is regeneration. So reject what is harmful, right? And, and and learn and embrace what is loving. And as we do that, the details of like what we do, what career we have those will come but it's not like we have to it's not like you can hit or miss on those things
1: no right i, I think you're right and uh, one way uh, i think to discover what that purpose is is to see what what really lights you up like i've yeah. done various sort of reflections and meditations over the course of my life about what really moves my heart you know just yeah. trying to see what lights me up when do i feel great joy when people pass on uh, Swedenborg says they go through various different communities in the world of spirits, the so-called world of spirits, which is where we first go after we die. Most people, and you're taken to different environments to see how you respond. Mm. How do you, you know? Right. So it'd be to pick world the examples. It might be like you're you're taken to a, a nightclub, and then you're taken to some, you know, spiritual meditation retreat, and then yeah. you're taken to whatever you know this kind of the more you can eat restaurant okay. or whatever, right? And just see how do you react to those different environments? What, what lights you up? Yeah. You know, and angels are very interested to see just, wow. Oh, we brought up that thing and that, that person lit up at the idea of, you know, like near death experience or, yeah. or whatever it was. And, and, yeah, uh, and so I think that's, but it really is a voyage of discovery and it's not like there's an owner's manual sitting somewhere or there's a one sentence answer. I don't think, you know, yeah. there's little clues along the way yep. and, and a lot of it is choices we get to make.
0: Totally. And I think for me, it, it seems more like it's about me getting rid of the interference than, than finding yes. the true thing.
1: And that was the hardest thing for me about doing these meditations was to stop thinking about what am I likely to do yeah. or what is it too late for me to do or, you know, that, just try to set that right. aside and say, what moves my heart?
0: Awesome. Well, thanks so much, everyone, for your questions. We are now right. going to – actually, it's fun interacting with the audience a bit there. Let's get, let's get a little more in-depth. We're going to post now. This Ooh. is an interview we did with a friend of ours from Oregon. In the USA. Uh, This is Ilana and she took a few minutes of her time to talk to us about Swedenborg stuff and our program and, and what it all means. So this is gonna we're gonna get into our section now what we like to call guest story. All right, Alana, well, thanks so much for, for spending some time here. And I just love to hear, uh, first of all, yeah, how did you, how'd you find the program?
3: Okay. Um, well, it was, I was referred to it by a friend. And what happened was, uh, it's kind of a longer story how that happened, but I've been teaching metaphysics online for about uh, 10, 15 years. And um, I connect with a lot of people through, you know, online YouTube videos, Facebook, and all of that. And uh, one of them wanted to interview me for his show. And he said um, that he wanted to interview me and get me out there more so that uh, what happened to Swedenborg wouldn't happen to me. And I was like, (laughs) Swedenborg, who's that? (laughs) So um, I just, he said, well, look it up. So I went to Wikipedia, and it's, it's weird because as soon as I went to Wikipedia, And I saw the picture of Swedenborg, I felt this, like, zing. I mean, it's hard to describe. It was like I knew him or something. And um, when I had been researching and writing articles for my website about about metaphysics, I did a um, whole section on famous and not-so-famous scientists and philosophers who have had an impact on the field of metaphysics and, you know, anything related to philosophy. And I never heard of Swedenborg, you know, during all that time. So when I looked him up and I, and, um, I thought, how did I not find this person? Um, I just connected with everything that he was about. But the way I really learned about it wasn't by reading his books. But, um, you know, I go to YouTube and there's the Swedenborg Foundation. Of course, there's Off the Left Eye. And then I started binge watching uh, your videos <laughs> yeah. and so and that happened about I don't know just five or six months ago and I have been studying and, and teaching this stuff gosh for oh, my 20s. 30 at least 30 years or more <laughs> so um, yeah that's uh, that's basically how I found him Is a yeah. friend you know, told me about him and I'd never heard of him before and yet everything that he teaches, uh, supports and is directly related to um, what I've been teaching for all, all of these years. So it just blew me away.
0: That's awesome. Um, so, so I'd love to hear, you know, you said you, you clicked instantly kind of when you found it. What what has kept you watching and studying? What, what about Swedenborg's messages has had an impact on you?
3: As far as uh, how it connects with me personally, I I was just watching one of your, another episode. <laughs> before we started talking, and it was about uh, spiritual freedom, okay? And when you talk about the different levels of uh, spiritual freedom, and it it relates perfectly, you know, to what I've been shown and what I've seen and what I've been writing about, you know, that level of, you know, what we call uh, ego, which I see now as it's a necessary part for development. You know, you, you can't get to the other levels without going through that one first. Um, and then the, you know, humans, um, you know, our role is being the co- the connection between the lower and the higher. Um, and it's, you know, and it's through the heart. So especially that one clip that you have about, you know, the heart as being our connection to God. And I just say source because I reach more of a new age clientele type of people. Um, so... Um, yeah, those those types of things where um you talk about, you know, the different levels and us being like a, a middle ground where we receive and, and we make the choice, you know, are we going what are we going to listen to. Uh but the main thing that I can relate to and and this is you you created a, a metaphor for it uh or what is it? You talked about the um ah the Jingo game or whatever yeah. what is it? Jenga.
0: Jenga. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
3: Jenga, Mm -hmm. and uh, I played that game as well, and when you showed how, you know, you have this Jenga thing, and you, you know, one by one, you remove one piece, and you replace it with the other, and that is also what I've been teaching people, um, you know, all of these years, is it's this uh, step-by-step process that once you make that transition to being regenerated, you call it, I never called it that um is it's this you know step by step process where we identify you know where we have you know built the ego and created everything with uh, i call them upside down inside out <laughs> feelings and thoughts and we turn it we turn it back to god or source who then turns it right side up again and gives a new substance you know uh to the world that we're living in right now so um yeah it's just uh you know different language i mean he was writing a long time ago but apparently um, the way that you know he sees spirituality in the world and the way that i see it are, are very much in alignment and um, you know and the steps that we can take to get you know closer to it
0: that's so uh, cool. does
3: that yeah, that's <laughs> does that make any sense
0: <laughs> that totally does and if you find that resonance that if it's if it's something that's true it should be occurring to him in his language at his time and occurring to you now. So I, to me, that's just like, yeah, that's the right kind of confirmation. So, so thanks so much for sharing that.
3: Yeah. That corroboration. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm really, you know, I come more from a, a background of science, you know, environment, right. natural history, that type of thing. And so to go into spirituality and, and that type of, you know, how to, you know, what's the scientific aspect of it. But when I come across someone like Swedenborg and others, and I find that, we're coming at it from very different directions and time, you know, times and whatever, but the principles are the same. So there's that corroboration. And that, to me, is, you know, a kind of science. One thing that I I don't usually talk about, in fact, I never do, (laughs) is that um, when all of this began uh, for me, um, it it had to do with uh, uh, back when I turned, you know, 40 years old, And I was going through a divorce, and I found out that I had PTSD. Mm -hmm. And where did that come from? Because I grew up, you know, privileged, you know, in the suburbs of Detroit. But my family um, are survivors of the Holocaust. And it turned out that my exposure to um, those stories, and my dad used to tell me what happened to his family, because he was one of nine children, and only he and his little brother um, survived. So, um, he would, you know, I would hear about these things and it turns out when you hear about these things before the age of six or seven, you experience them as if you actually went through it yourself. So that created PTSD. I mean, who knew? And I didn't find out until I was going through a divorce in my forties and went to talk to somebody that that's what was going on. And that kind of, um, led me into, uh, the whole spiritual realm because there were no real... Uh, you know, there's cognitive therapy and stuff like that. But basically what it did, what those things would do is, would be to allow you to live with P- PTSD and not overcome it. And I wanted a way to overcome it. Um, and I was using Law of Attraction at the time. So I went to bed one night and I asked for a way, you know, to do that. And I woke up with something, a system that I call Heart Compass Life Navigation in my mind. And I started using it. But an interesting thing that happened after I started using it was, um, and I say this because Swedenborg had direct communication with uh, Jesus, with Yeshua. Yeshua is his Hebrew name. And I had that experience as well. And I don't normally talk about that in public. (laughs) So I'm allowing you guys to record this because Swedenborg had that experience and I did. And I know the woman who wrote A Course in Miracles also. Uh, Claims to have had that experience. So, you know, we're all rational Scientific people and if we're having this experience, maybe there's something to it, but one of the things that um, uh, He showed me or or asked me to do was he said he wanted to do something called uh, Create he wanted me to help him create a mind with heart Hmm. You know and and I didn't know what that was but I wrote it down and I stuck it up on my you know uh, ward in my office and it just, you know, stayed there for a very long time um, and it's a real simple system, Our Compass Life Navigation, it does the Django thing <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: it just you just use your real life experience you know, remove the negative thought, go to God to replace it, you don't replace it with a positive affirmation, because affirmations don't work, they just create this dissonance in your in your mind, but if you ask God or source to replace those, then, um, you know, you get the regeneration that uh, Swedenborg is talking about. Um, So then I see your um, videos, and I hear you talking about, uh, what is it? Love and rationality, or rationality without love. And so rationality is like the mind, and love is like the heart. And so if you have rationality without love, and it's like having a mind without the heart, Mm-hmm. See, and then if you have the rationality and the love, you have a mind with heart. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently that's, um, what we, what we do as we do the step-by-step thing and, um, replace those, I call them fear-based beliefs with love-based truth. Yeah. Um, so it's just, you know, it's just, a um, an affirmation, a confirmation for me that, uh, I don't know, I, I guess I have this, you know, scientific brain that wants to understand what's going on here. How does yeah. all this work? And Swedenborg's work has given me another, another layer um, to go, oh, that's why this works. Or that's right. how this works. That's awesome. Uh, that's, those are just some of the examples of what your work has done for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long list and I could probably go on for an hour, but I won't.
0: Oh, oh man, well, so, sometime we'll, <laughs> we'll have the rest of that conversation because I would just love to get into here. both Uh, both, uh, the impact but how it also integrates with with what you're you're doing in your life and just the potential for other people to to use the work you're doing to improve their own lives i I love it it's uh, again thank you so much for uh for giving us some of your time sure it's time to melt that ice we asked you in the beginning our our question which is uh If you were to create a motto that encapsulates, oh hey everyone, Chelsea's here. (laughs) Hello. Chelsea's (laughs) been furiously compiling along with uh, Matt and others the everything that you guys have been saying in the chat about the question, which was if you were to create a motto that encapsulates the new church perspective, what would it be? So Chelsea, what do the people say?
2: Yeah, well let's see. So we've got a lot of mottos. Here's from Asher: bringing heaven to earth.
0: And we are going to make each of these billboards. <laughs> yeah, right. With your donations. With <laughs> your donations.
2: Yeah. We that's will right. just cover the <laughs> highways. <laughs> okay. Yeah, What's, that's right. And Love it. Next we have um, from Megan, keep your eyes on the Lord and he will lead you to all good. Awesome. And this one, there were others that touched on Providence that I'll mention too. So there was one from Ramona that said, God is in his heaven and all is right with the world. And then Juanita Waterman, you are doing great, better than you think you are, and the best is yet to come, which is... Yeah, very hey, good. And nice. so, um, oh, and I think the next one's from Juanita also. Love, heal, and joy. Nice. I like that one. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing that while I'm driving down the highway. Good yeah. Mm-hmm. And then from Carolyn, <laughs> God
0: is nicer than we think. It's <laughs> <laughs> not that bad, actually.
2: I could have that as a little thing next to my bed is just like, God is nicer than you think. <laughs> like, don't forget that. you're You're harder on yourself than... God often is. So, and then also uh, this one from Keith, welcome home. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. That's um, good. And then one from Matthew, we all matter. Mm-hmm. There
1: you go. And yeah.
2: I couldn't, we had to cut it down to just only six, but we had so many, and there were so many that mentioned, obviously, just the centrality of love. So from Matthew Bush, just, love all caps um Karadam, god loves us we hey, love Cara. god we love each other um justine love one size fits all nice love my religion is love god loves me and you a lot that's john Childs. You <laughs> oh, right sure. know. sounds like a nice guy um uh lisa be kind to everyone love and appreciate god be the best person you can be and then uh terry smith love and be loved uh Carol, love God with all your heart and soul and mind and love others as you love yourself, and another from Juanita, love much, give much, receive much, and then we had some others that were like uh, do unto others and uh, and then one might sound familiar all for one and one for all it's not just for musketeers <laughs> that was from Sharon, so um, yeah, they were so great. it was so fun to collect all those mottos and everybody we, we should really I'm going to be saving these and. Yeah, we'll see. Put them on some T-shirts. Yeah, right.
0: And the one that I didn't hear in there was, um, uh, "We're better than everyone else," (laughs) and I didn't hear like, "You're gonna get it." from god like <laughs> yes. so i just yeah, all right. that stuff is is very pro-social stuff mm-hmm. yes, which i think that's it's nice. a good indicator right. that there we got something good going on yeah and yeah, i lo- love right.
2: that welcome home one because it gives such a sense of just the inclusivity you know yeah. of just like right. there's, right. there's something for everyone you just very can nice weight in so yeah, yeah. Mm.
0: that everyone should would be able to feel equally that like welcome home. that homeness welcome right home. you're
2: welcome yeah, home, that, home. That, yep. that first
1: one bringing heaven to earth like that like says it all to me that's really
0: Mm -hmm. awesome thanks all of you get on it yeah (laughs) we're we're gonna do it right away well this is our this is our part of it we get together we roll over these ideas we get to share the the love that we all have around them and, and we start to make this little little heaven that we're all participating in here so thanks so much to all of you for being a part of it if you enjoyed this video even at all make your motto to like and subscribe um, <laughs> Like and subscribe. <laughs> uh, and, and uh, if you want to support us and make this kind of programming possible feel free to join us on patreon this is a service where you just pay a simple dollar per episode and we give you some thank you behind the scenes footage that just gives you a, a it's not that vital but it's like it's fun and it's just <laughs> a little right. thank you from us right. to you we're going to be back next week we're talking about angels and demons mm. as our keyword we'll be doing another yes. spiritual world road trip how would you want to miss something like that same time 8 p.m Eastern Thanks Jonathan Thanks Chelsea thanks, Curtis. Yep. great thanks, thanks everybody great else uh, behind the scenes and thanks to all of you who are watching we'll see you next week
2: Swedenborg and Life is Amy Aquarola Morgan beard Curtis Childs Karen Childs, Matthew Childs, Alexa Cole, John Connolly Cara Dom, Chris Dunn Stuart farmer, Ben Keyes Reed McCardle, Chelsea Odner Jonathan Rose Shiloh Silverman and Shada Sullivan.